0: This is great
1: i'm feeling the vibes
0: <laughs> welcome to the new music podcast uh we're your two regular jack from upstate new york <laughs> my name is patrick
2: and i'm kyle
1: whoa wait hello i interrupted you but you guys are from <laughs> upstate new york yes, yes, we, sir. Are. yes we are where we are uh,
0: for anybody listening and you've actually read the title, this is Tuck O'Leary from Fit for King. Yes. Now, moving on. We are. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm terrible. I, I live in Gilderland. Where do you live, Kyle?
2: I live in a small town that everybody mispronounces. It's uh, Scotterville.
1: Oh, okay. Is this like way upstate? Because I've never heard of either I mean, we're
2: basically next to. Well, I know Pat is now. Close to Albany. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Because I grew up okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff and I are both from Red Hook and Dutchess County. He used to run all the shows of the chance for like a decade. Yeah. Them.
0: I, I um, love when you guys actually talk about areas, uh, in New York on your podcast, because I kind of get like that feel like, oh, he, he grew up where I grew up. I get that with like, <laughs> you know, Oh,
1: I'm, I'm very much in love with the Hudson Valley. My parents still live in the Catskills. They live in Athens. So oh, I'm nice. up there all the time. I'm actually going to Germantown tomorrow to see my grandma and, um, like it's uh, it's really just a beautiful place, man. Like we've lived there our whole lives. My fiance is from Fishkill. Like I'm just all about it. Like I'll always want to spend some time there. I wish it wasn't getting as expensive as it is. It's crazy, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah I fucking love that spot, man. It's great. it's
0: The only reason I want to leave if it wasn't so yeah, expensive really, and it wasn't i so mean i'm in old. brooklyn
1: so it's i'm in a more I mean, expensive place but
2: I, I used to i i mean i still love going over there even though yeah. we don't do that anymore i would love to go again
1: albany's just always been such an incredible place for shows and bands and the scene and equal vision and merch now and like all of these incredible things that have really boosted the scene and allowed that to prosper and it it trickles and like because Poughkeepsie was this weird little spot between Albany and the city where those are like, you know, when I'm, we're booking fit for a King tours, for instance, we go and we play upstate concert hall and we go and we play Gramercy or one tour does one and one tour does the other. But Poughkeepsie was this forgotten about little spot. But at the time when I was, I played my first show for Jeff selling tickets when I was, 15. And I think I did my last one when I was 25. Um, and yeah, it was my 25th birthday. Um, but for that whole span of time and before then a little bit, he was running a promotional company that was booking shows in the area, and we also had another cool thing from the area that was popping off called Glamour Kills. Which was mm-hmm. like a really big clothing brand at the time when like all time low and May Day parade and like all these fucking bands are popping off. So we just <laughs> had this culmination of shit kind of going on in the area and it was really great. Like it's pretty thriving at the time. Like even a local band could sell out a three hundred person show, like easy.
0: I loved all of those little shows that used to happen at like bogeys and Valentine's. Like those were my spots right there. Those two spots, but, you know,
1: I really liked fuse box too. I got to go yes. there once Fusebox. or twice and I thought that place was really cool and felt, felt good. It, it's fun.
0: Even though the sound quality is absolute garbage, but I felt like that terrible. added that. Added <laughs> I love that. Whole... Just, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, terrible. But if, you know, it feels like,
1: you know, yeah. Or like a garage. Yeah, exactly. that sounds fucking bad. Yeah, but it's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Good vibes uh, in a shitty place. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. I know Upstate's moving to a new location, mm-hmm. and I mean Upstate stayed consistent because the same person has run the shows in Albany for 25 years, Ted Etole, who mm-hmm. owns um, Step Up Presents, and has put on all those concerts. He owns Upstate Concert Hall, and he's a G. It's sick. Um, i've
0: never gotten confirmation like why did they change it from northern lights to upstate concert hall was it because of the smoke shop i have a hard time believing it was because there's a smoke shop called northern lights here in albany i doubt it but
1: i don't really know i have never asked um but i fucking love playing for them and playing that upstate concert hall venue but i like i said i believe they've switched it now yeah so when shows reopen it'll be somewhere else
0: that's uh that, that brings a, a tear to my eye. That's uh, that's where uh, I lost my show virginity. Um, oh, no way. From you the see? performing perspective, actually. Oh, was, OK. That was my first time playing. Uh, the first wow. uh, show I actually attended was um, Edge Fest in 2007. That was when fucking Chiodos was on it. Um, Drowning Pool. That was actually my favorite band at the time was Drowning Pool.
1: Man. Not Chiodos?
0: no at the time i wasn't actually full i didn't transcend Let's into a scene that. kid yet <laughs> i didn't get, get to see chiyotas play then
1: though i'm, Dude, I'm so disappointed i didn't I... get to see him, craig once but that band was fucking sick i remember discovering them on pure volume and it was awesome <laughs> i like that band i like scream <laughs> So naturally, I like Chiodos. I legitimately just listen to uh shout out another podcast. I've been listening to that podcast note to scene and yeah, they'll do these too. like quick deep dives on bands. And I, uh, I love the Chiodos and drug shit because I thought both <sighs> those bands were awesome despite the drama ensuing around Craig.
0: Well, if you listen to enough of his podcast, you could tell he just loves the drama.
1: Yeah, he used to work at All Press. Of course. Of course. He, does. he fucking loves it. Yeah. Man. See, I only like drama if it's like funny stuff, like calling people out, you know, telling people that they're stupid or like keeping it real. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not really here to like, like, I like to make up shit. Like, I'll make up stuff where I'm just like, Daniel Gailey of Fit for the Kings has size 18 feet. Yo, and he has an OnlyFans coming out just for foot shit. <laughs> Like, that's that's a fun thing, to I don't like drama drama. Only Um, feet. I don't think so. I'm definitely the most dramatic person in my band, Um, but I don't like, like, starting drama. I just have, like, emotional problems sometimes. Some would say, like, rage.
2: i I feel that
0: (laughs) i feel that oh my god anybody listening to this podcast is like yeah we know you guys talk about dick and farts like all the time they're two very prevalent things
1: in my life where like i have a dick and i fart a lot like a lot um i do honestly and i'm at that place in my relationship where like we'll be right next to each other in bed you know you're not gonna move the sheets you're not gonna move yourself you just fart and smile and like you know it's okay and I think that, you know, that's a good place to be. And luckily I'm getting married. So, you know, that's cool, too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Weird man. Farts are important.
0: If she can't fart in front of you, it's not. No, she does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And yeah, any woman that I'm well and it's a it's a place. It takes a while to get there. But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it's right when you're farting in front of each other. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: That was our- <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it it took my wife about uh seven years. It was uh when she got pregnant with our first kid. That was the first time she ever farted in front of me.
1: Oh, that's cool. Well then that's gonna take down a lot of walls though, because mm-hmm. like there's you know, you'll probably like you know, there's gonna be like poop and stuff and like just <laughs> a bunch of it in your life. And oh yeah. I think everyone just starts to just, you know, tear down these walls.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, my son was tearing down walls with his shit. Good for
1: him. You know, it's quality paint thinner. Yeah, pooping is important. You know, yeah. I do it often. Um, it's the you same know, here. I, yeah, I listen to doc another podcast shout out. I listen to Dr. Drew after dark and he makes me very aware of my poops and how often I'm pooping and if it's enough. And I I feel like I am a quality pooper. I'm pretty regular. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh,
0: yeah, I sit down on the toilet to poop more often than I actually do poop. Is
1: that Yeah. Weird? Well, no, no I, I do. The same I, OK. Thing. <laughs> so <Yeah>. this is <laughs> she fucking laughs in the background um so i she didn't know that like when i'm on the toilet for 20 minutes 90 percent of that is my phone like i i already took the shit i just haven't but it's you know i'm just a procrastinator i have a bidet like right here that i have (laughs) to install but i got it for christmas it's valentine's day well you should have had it
0: before valentine's day i mean that's
1: yeah. yeah, cause you wanna you wanna clean your butt before be- Valentine's yeah. Day because of sex. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, I should have set that up and gone and given myself a little splash. But great um, way to start Valentine's Day with just yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta have clean butt before <laughs> yeah. Valentine's. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yep. It's one of the, the ones that you just put on <laughs> top, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got to like install it and stuff, but it doesn't have the warmers, but. I've got it was a gift for Christmas so I'm excited it'll be pretty cool.
0: oh my god so uh is um is now yeah, a good I, we,
1: we, <laughs> how do we even segue out of this guys Wait, like, was, we just you, gonna try. Try. well so tell me about the latest fit for the Kings right Yeah, there you go Hi so featured do you want to hire one of the singers that you like? go ahead. Or a bassist. <laughs> I'm going to hire a bassist just because. Would you be a person who'd hire a bassist? No. You program it. No. Would you hire someone else to program it? No, bro. Yo, man. Honestly, like, I'm a flex, man. You see all these bassists, man? Like, honestly, like, I just, I plug that shit in, bro. Like, I got this camper right here, dude. I uh-huh. And I fucking chug
0: it. Uh-huh. It's sick. So, uh, what are the string gauges on them?
3: Uh,
1: (laughs) The thing is, for the the drop F tuning, we use a 145 to a 70, and that's only on a four string, but
0: Anybody else just cream their pants?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's do some ASMR shit. That'll be fun for this episode. I think everyone (laughs) that's what they expect. They were like, oh, That's (laughs) I mean,
2: I don't, I may can do it with this mic, but my other mic, I can really do it. Oh,
1: God. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's fucking gross. Yeah, I should have hooked up my other mic. We could all do just a really quiet episode. I'm just going to ruin your show today. That's just what I'm doing.
0: I love how you think you're ruining it, but you're actually making it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But back to featured X. Back to featured
2: X. It's a pretty,
0: <laughs> or as I like to call it, featured ex girlfriend. Wow, word!
2: I just made a TikTok about my ex. So.
0: <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Dude, no, no, pretty. it was
2: just, it was just fucking funny because my my girlfriend saw it. And she was like, "So, um, I saw the TikTok. I like what you put. It was very cute at the end, but um, you want a
0: hug?" <laughs>
1: Yo, honestly though said. like that girl sucks though like she's stupid as hell
0: uh, that's how you know she fucks good yo
1: if you hear this though okay. lady <laughs> that's what you get
2: <laughs> what well, uh, uh anyway uh yeah i did it for you dude You, don't, yeah. i'll say
1: some bad shit if you want like, <laughs> unleash the beast Let's. i don't right
2: think you here. realize i have no filter
1: i good I, let's go for it i'll uh I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to be the tube screamer today. Yeah, I'll turn on the distortion. Let's get crazy. Sorry, guys, you really caught me on an unfiltered evening, to be That's honest. To this
0: is 15 out of 10 as far as I'm fine. concerned. Yeah, because hey.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm it's because Jeff's not here. He bailed and I was like, OK, <laughs> There's no rules during this one.
2: <laughs> Jeff is my father figure right now. <laughs> he's my dad right well, now.
1: Yeah, he's kind of like my husband. Um, <laughs> we talk, we, Jeff and I actually talk th- at least three times a day, every day. That's probably. cute. Yeah, me and
2: Pat talk a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's legit. To be, you know, to turn the jokes off for a second, Jeff is one of my oldest and one of my best friends in the whole planet. And that's why we do featured acts together and just things in general um you know based off of you know because also he manages and i assist with the management team kind of had certain parts of it uh we manage left to suffer the gloom in the corner and this band called exquisite dolaire Um, I
2: like that I like that name a lot actually They're
1: sick they sound like My Chemical Romance and Finch Like that kind of old school emo screamo But like the early MCR Like they're not trying Bro this band Let me tell you when I heard this I was just like Okay I I have to I have to work for these people Like I have to know what's going on I I have to see like as long as you know And it's really cool because Salem from Bloodbather plays bass in it and records the music and salem's a pro so the band's really young but they've got their head on their shoulders and they're really smart and they're writing incredibly authentic music because they're incredibly authentic people and as someone who like grew up in the the first wave of emo screamo like literally pulling my sister's pants out of the closet like Old school shit, you know what I mean? And so to see it again and to see it start to happen, because I've been saying for three years like, yo, first bands that come out that really authentically can pull off like the Screamo emo thing, whether it be a Drop Dead Gorgeous type band or a My Chemical Romance Armor for Sleep type band, that band will crush and the world has this been band just yeah they have been and this is this the is whole one of those scene bands that's going to absolutely demolish i'll send you the song when we're done i um, was just gonna say well, links after this yeah <laughs> i need i need it yeah I they're fucking great it. um yeah they've got a it you know the only problem is their name is kind of hard to uh pronounce and just, or
0: spell uh, just have jeff work his magic um, what like a four hour conversation is what it took to get left and suffer to change their band name.
1: You know, it's funny. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, like to, <laughs> since he's not here, we actually can kind of talk about that a little bit. I can say what I know. Um, but when it came to left to suffer and building that project, because Jeff had taken a really long time off of managing bands or working with bands mm-hmm. and. They hit him up, they wanted to talk you know see what's going on and he hears this band you know he gets them talks talks to them into you know potentially changing the name and switching it up and trying to develop this plan versus just doing something you know Mm -hmm. everything has a purpose and he just kind of fell in love again like he did the first time because when He picked up Sworn In. He was also managing my old band, this band called Visions. And we were doing okay. We ended up like the closest thing we ever got. We did a showcase for Roadrunner after talking to them for almost a year. And then they turned us down and that sucked. Um, But then Jeff started managing this band called Sworn In because they had a song called Let Down out. And as they took off, our singer started tour managing them and taking off, which is actually how I ended up getting into fit for a king so it all kind of weaved into each other but watching jeff go through that thing where you know he had warmed up with other bands like my band and some other local bands and you know he knew what to do but he didn't have that band yet that had the stuff to take it
2: right
1: <laughs> and then sworn in took off and it was brilliant and it all just kind of and even though it you know it crashed a bit at the end there The band did some really incredible things, especially at the time when online merchandise wasn't as popular of a thing. Their band kind of helped to make it a popular thing. Um, And that song Snake Eyes went so viral, fucking Post Malone sang it. Yeah. It was massive. So... My
2: favorite was Hypocrisy. That was my favorite of all Yeah,
1: I love that song, too. I was listening to... um, There was the one song the what's the difference between life,
2: life and, death? and death
1: yeah that um
2: i've been cursing that your song
1: name. with my
2: yeah. my soul is dead dead soul. yeah that
1: <laughs> song is my favorite from the record but you know seeing that band play in poughkeepsie for the first time in front of all of us and then as they just en- enveloped and became right. this massive thing it was really incredible and after something like that happens you know it feels natural to he had to take a break, you know, from like personal stuff too, and just took his time away from bands, but to see him fall in love with a band, the way he did at that time again was really special and left to suffer is an incredibly special band because not only are they all individually, very talented,
3: mm-hmm.
1: they work really, really hard. They do everything that's asked of them. They, They do it with a small sure it's easier to be happy when you have results right but it's a 50 50 thing and (laughs) when it comes to marketing this kind of band and building an entity like this Jeff just really knows what he's doing and the band had the songs and the talent to do it because you could you know you could be really good at marketing but if you're marketing something boring then no one's gonna really like it right but also um you could be super talented but if you can't get anyone to hear it which has been plenty of bands then you don't really go anywhere right so it's a symbiotic relationship that you need this thing so um, yeah, they long story short, they changed their name. They got things going. They had a couple songs. The first one, uh, the one that maybe had Mr. Uh, what's his butt on it? I'm not going to say his name because I've been fucking saying some shit about you, Brooks. You ain't got no traps. That's all I'm going to say. You ain't got no traps, bro. Um, but I want you to go burden <laughs> but I will Nah, I C.J. McCreary because he pees on people. And he, and he wears muscle shirts But he ain't got no traps He ain't fucking <laughs> He ain't like me bro <laughs> Like You know what I'm saying Come to town <laughs> Come play with I'm you. not gonna I'm act like <laughs> 10 years ago um... I
0: didn't do the same fucking thing But No, it's okay back then
1: when you were if you're like seen and you're wearing that kind of stuff, like it does work. But when you're like young and you got like that hair like that and you're like, you know, you're in bless the fall and it's cool. You run in place and it's fucking sick. (laughs) Like back in in the day bless fall. Mad respect to that band. They're all incredibly nice and I like them a lot. Um, But I just like to poke fun at that dude sometimes because it's hilarious. See, it's it's, you know, it's not because he was he was a really good uh, so he was controversy. A great artist but... yeah but whatever yeah. you can go Forever. listen to get tucked with austin archie and listen to that episode if you want to hear about that there's my self bug but it was a song <laughs> called <laughs> bird and i think was the first one that came out or loath um but the band's just cool and thank you thank you for saying it was a great interview austin is a tremendous person um first time that i met him he was incredibly kind to me and it just felt great he's just really really nice to talk to and i think for everything that he's been through um he's handled it with grace and and just done a really tri- really really incredible job like what the fuck like that's a lot of shit to deal with and he's still the nicest guy out so yeah godspeed a- you fucking austin archie we had a great guy. time
0: talking to adam i would love to talk to austin sometime
1: adam domico Mm-hmm. star player that's cool i want to meet him um he's a shredder that guy i think is you two incredible. would get along really
0: well yeah very well just ask him about pineapple on pizza you'll have a very entertaining <laughs> conversation what did he how did he
1: feel about it he is very anti very oh anti- really? No, I yeah, I'm for it. I don't. I'm I'm for it. I enjoy it. It's just, but I really like it, it on like bottom. trashy pizza. Like, give me like a Domino's with fucking uh, with don't give me a on Pizza. Don't
2: give me Domino's.
1: <laughs> yeah, Not, you know, I, it's like I'm on tour, right? And like it's a day off, and like I've had some beers, and then I ate like a whole Domino's with pepperoni, and pineapple. Why are and you breadsticks? describing
0: my Wednesday night? It sounds so good, dude. Oh, you're just
2: you're just describing our Regis days, like that's Oh my god,
0: <laughs> those days, the inventory days.
1: But yo, you adapted to the dark. I was born in it.
0: <laughs> Get the fuck out. Some... Of here. <laughs> so I want to know because I don't, I haven't heard this come up at all. Um, how did you and Jeff come up with the
1: idea for featured decks? Well. Uh, it was a shower idea of Jeffrey's essentially. So what happened was... I'm already hard. Oh, yeah. We were, you know, Jeff and I were talking. We were working on um, the Left to Suffer EP and ideas for it. And, and Mind you, I guess eight months ago now or something, we were discussing plans for it and features and who we wanted to have on songs and stuff like that. And Jeff calls me one morning, as he always does, and he's like... You know, it would be crazy if there was just like a website where you could just hire these people to do this and not have to deal with the red tape and management labels and all the stuff. You just boop like cameo, but you know, for you know, everyone in music because people are session instrumentalists constantly, like people that play bass or play guitar or play drums, they also like to enjoy to do session work. So, you know, it started with the idea of just the feature and starting with you know, a small group of heaters, but we wanted it to be able to grow. Um, So Jeff just spurted out this idea this morning, this one morning. And I was like, you know, it started with just the, hey, what if we had a website for these basic, you know, so people could hire singers. I was like, that's the best idea you've ever had. And I hit up Kirby and I was like, Kirby, if we, if Jeff and I make this thing, will you do it? and he was like yeah so then i hit up like levi and like tom barber and like dave stevens a couple you know friends and i was just like i think like telly like a couple people i was like hey if i make this thing will you do it and they were like yeah that sounds cool like sure fuck it why not um
0: as far as they're concerned they're making money
1: (laughs) yeah so and People feel weird about just posting like, hey, DM me and I'll sing on your song or whatever. Like, this adds some legitimacy to it because this will avoid the um, MacBook issues-esque type thing. So if people, you know, pay money for something and they don't receive it, well, then I'm held liable and not the artist, despite what... A individual might say on the internet about them like Mm -hmm. whatever like at least they'll get their money back and then they can also just like say whatever they want or do their thing or at the end of the day you know still promotion exactly so um it just seemed like a really fun project to take on at the time and it kind of spiraled where you know first he had the idea we hit up a couple people and everyone was down so we were like well fuck we got to find a way to make this thing and so we teamed up with somebody and we had the basic site made and dropped it with like 60 people and then kept expanding the vocalists then started adding other instruments and now we're adding graphic designers and starting tomorrow photographers and videographers as well and then we're gonna add um a couple more things to it for now I remember but,
0: one of the first times I DM'd you, I was like, is this something that you'll be able to do where like you can get podcast guests? Cause I was like, I was like already like thinking like how else can you branch out and like add to this idea?
1: Well, that's the thing is, man, there's so much. Um, and we're trying to get, um, basically like as much use as out of it as possible, by the way, you just reminded me of that. So I'm writing that down right yeah. now. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Because that's the thing is, as this thing grows, we're not, it's not like we're like, you know, guys with a bunch of money who are like starting a business as shitheads or whatever. We're just like dudes who my friend had an idea and I knew some guys. So we were starting to think. And so as stuff, people come forward and they bring up these great ideas and stuff like that. It's like, well, yeah. That makes sense yeah. like you should just have all of it because why be shut off to anything and it's the same where people should be able to whether they don't want a whole feature but they just want you to check out their song and share it on the internet like you know pay me 30 bucks and you can post on instagram or whatever too like there's a lot of ways that you can grow this kind of thing and um there's so many avenues for an artist to be able to make money independently outside of streaming and outside of touring. And that was the main focus at the time was, dude, there's some people that could sing two songs a month or, you know, one song a month. And that's some good money in their pocket that helps at least make sure that, okay, the rent's paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I just got, you know, get money for food. I got to do whatever, but at least that's because <laughs> a lot of these guys are, you know, I shouldn't say guys, people, because we have so many different variations of, of people on our site. A lot of these people are worth a good amount of money and people can self-record these days. It's pretty easy. So if they can just sing on a couple songs here and there and get by, why wouldn't they? And usually they don't because of red tape and feeling like they're gonna get in trouble or, well, I have to tell my manager and we have to get contracts signed or whatever and all this kind of shit. This year broke down a lot of walls where when i hit up labels or managers and people and and approach them about it they're just like yeah go ahead go do whatever you know don't abuse it and they haven't we it's about 44 percent of features get accepted and there's some people who decline all of them that come through they just haven't accepted that one yet and some people do more often than others like it really varies depending on the individual but it's been really fun to watch and it's helped a lot of my friends and we've got artists from anywhere from South Africa to fucking New York. Like, it's cool. We're having a lot of fun with it. So I just want my friends to get by. Like, that was my main focus was, all right, we've all got something here. We've got a talent. Let's just put it up in a place where, you know, you might just wake up one day and someone's offering you a couple hundred bucks. (laughs)
0: Great, honestly. Hold up a sign. We'll scream
1: for money. We'll scream for money. (laughs) Um, yeah. It's it's been a real joy to do. It's a bit, a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. What
0: would you say has been the most like challenging thing so far since you started it?
1: It's a lot to keep up with as it grows because now we have a lot of artists on the site and we started accepting applications and letting those people on it so just keeping my head can just allowing my brain to continue to expand and retain what's going on and and think about it in a level-headed calm manner um really and we're making some expansions and we're bringing on a business partner and we've got some really cool ideas moving forward. And I just wanna stay focused on the long-term. And when you put out something like this, which is essentially brand new, no one's really seen anything like it before. People are like, oh, they judge it and they have some ideas of what they think about it or whatever. But for us, we're like, man, we just had this fucking idea and we're just doing this thing. We're rolling with it. Like this is a snowball going down a mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who I was talking to. They're like, you know, you hear about people having ideas like this and stuff, but nobody ever just does it.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: the hardest part is just doing it, yeah. Doing it, and making it. But then once you make it, we've got this small team of myself, Jeff. Tasha and Tyler, and we've got a couple interns and some people that help. But we're just staying focused on day in and day out and moving forward. And once we're like, okay, we know we handled like getting the graphic designers up, okay, we can take on photographers and videographers. And when we get done with that, we'll move on to the next thing. And just day by day and piece by piece, just building this thing because I don't want it to just exist today. I want to have it exist for 10 years. I want people to use it in the future. I want independent musicians to always be able to make money for themselves. And um, hopefully it will inspire them to want to. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. It's just yeah, it's been a lot. It's been fucking challenging, but it's been (laughs) only because it's a lot of people, you know,
0: yeah, it's not just like, you know, it, they say, you know, some artists have like a lot of people in their DMs before, but I imagine you're looking at your email like in your DMs now and you're like, how do I keep up?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm trying my best because I really do still want to have as many non-related featured X conversations with people as possible. But, you know, ones that like the music and just have something they, on their heart that they want to talk about because that's mm-hmm. always, you know, my main focus. Uh, it's been really cool knowing that I probably listened to more bands this year than like anybody like there's no (laughs) fucking way there's no fucking way that anybody else heard more independent music than me this year like you would have had to spend so many hours because I spent so many hours just every application I fucking listen to it I look at it, I check it out I'm not like just whatever that's not sleeping with sirens you know i'm i'm (laughs) listening to everything because that's how you discover a band that you want to work with yeah and i'm a fan first always will be and i love music and i love hearing new bands because what's better than knowing a band before anybody else knows them
0: very true. being able yeah. to say that you knew the band before anyone Well, played. I knew
1: that band when they were demoing the song that you heard just now, but it was actually getting worked on 5 years ago. Is in this the VR? future <laughs> Yeah, like should tiny... be. Tiny desk. <laughs> Let me get an acoustic. We'll play we'll play some acoustic screaming.
0: Beautiful. Actually, shit, Restless Streets did that shit in a Hot Topic like ages ago. I yeah, they the only did. Only time I've ever seen that. Shout song. out Logan. <laughs> Yo, um, is
1: Logan still doing shit? He's doing solo stuff. He's got like solo music. He's been putting out. It's like uh, pop esque stuff. It's pretty cool. Wow. Um, it's been so long since I've even thought about those guys. Yeah, he's a nice fellow. That you know, that was one of those bands that just, um, fuck it. I'll just say it. They got invoked, bruh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they they got stuck and they had a lot of albums that they had to put out there and it's hard to move up in their situation. You know they what had I mean? it. Um, they had our they had our scene. They and did. you know what? Sugar free. One of the last songs that they put out it's one of their best songs like i liked when they screamed a lot and stuff but they had this time where they started hitting this post hardcore meets a little bit of brian on keyboards fucking model looking ass motherfucker yeah and it was yeah. really cool and i liked it and that song sugar free was as the kids say a bop
0: oh. <laughs> yeah i don't know i think they say no cap now No cap. <laughs> no cap what's that mean? I, I actually have no like no cap idea. on your pen
1: yeah, sure. Or not capital no letters? Cap, like
0: no limits. I think. I think that's what that means. But wow. feel free storm the comment section and tell me how how fucking boomer esque this uh, podcast is. First of all, oh shit, uh-huh, no cap. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yes. I'll take this moment to to bring up that like literally it took my like all of my favorite albums, like all of my favorite albums. It took like the third or fourth listen for me to truly appreciate the path.
1: Oh, you I know did not I like it totally the first time I heard it. One hundred percent. I totally get it. And it's funny, Kirby and I had a conversation. we me him and Bob, Bob kind of had this release that album better, which it's still, to be clear. It smashed. It sold a lot say, of fucking how records. Do you
2: think it could have been yeah. better
1: because we could have released the singles differently and it would have been better. But I mean, for a lot of fit fans, this is the first time you're hearing a record of us where one, we're happy. We've never been happy before And two, <laughs> we did some things that were deliberately different, like the song. The path is deliberately different, where when you hear it on record, you're like, this does not sound like Pepper King. Wait till you have that beer and you're that, and there's fire. That song, you'll be like, "You're my fucking best friend, Kyle. Fuck yeah!" And it's gonna be <laughs> awesome because that's what that song is for—is just being positive and having fun and watching people want to bash each other's heads in, but in a different way than just us, you know. Going the breakdown. You know, and so the album's different for us, but we will we acknowledge that we didn't go heavy enough. We were so amped on writing stuff that was different where (laughs) because it was coming out naturally we weren't forcing it we were just having fun and writing songs and this is just how it went where we kind of did neglect the heaviness because even on like God of Fire like originally God of Fire didn't have all the wonky wonkies and the stuff in it
0: The like industrial vibes
1: yeah originally it was just a beat ass song like old school fit beat ass song and then we you know we changed it and daniel he he was one of the ones that fought he was like i want to keep it the og way which the og way was sick i really like it you always
0: re-release it as like a reimagined
1: dare you say it that way but maybe you know i think i think for us what you know the record was really successful and we're really happy with it so there's nothing to be bummed about so just next time expect some beat ass you know we'll we'll bring the heat <laughs> um i just you know, i just thought i love beating
0: ass to fit for a king yeah, <laughs> oh, <yeah. you> gotta... <laughs> I, <laughs> I just love
2: the fucking like as soon as you said uh we forgot the heavy for some reason i thought of that spongebob episode where he was like robots took over the navy not the navy <laughs> like, good word we forgot the heavy not the heavy <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. you know what it, it happens sometimes you just uh i don't know we I don't just think, I think you did like you had
0: the you had the bang and energy to it i don't think it necessarily had to have like because in my opinion i felt like it was a natural progression from what we heard on the album prior prior yeah prior. <laughs> i said prior because i'm like i'm trying to remember was it it was dark skies right
1: prius toyota prius, so yes. prius yeah dark skies
0: <laughs> i don't know i felt because like i felt like dark but sky yeah it feels like a
1: natural progression it
0: like those like those started to go there yeah like i felt like it was a natural progression for that reason like to expect that you guys weren't going to go that way was kind of silly to me to think that you guys were going to go right back to putting out just dumb heavy breakdowns with like a what is it 25 second long scream at the end of it like yeah let's just fucking do
1: that (sighs) all the time right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i like for instance the face of hate Great song. I think that song is perfect. I love that song. I think that that song is so metalcore and it's fun and the chorus is sick and it has fast parts and it's got just about everything that you'd want out of a metalcore band if you grew up like in Killswitch Engage, And And I (laughs) and I just really I feel like we did some stuff on this record to just allow us to be proud of ourselves too where As someone who, you know, I like to be, I I would like to say I try to be authentic, whether I'm with this, you guys who I just met or on my records. And I had a really hard time with Dark Skies and because Ryan sang a lot on that record. And it was difficult for me. And that's why when you hear me, it's these really depressive moments because I was really depressed. I didn't even listen to Dark Skies for like three months when it. Was done mixes and stuff. I was like, man, I, I mean, was I get that you were in a dark place. Um, yeah, I had a really hard time because I, you know, when it comes to art. I love writing music it makes me feel like nothing has ever made me feel. And so when I don't get to do something I'm really passionate about, it hurts. But then when that record came out and I saw people because the record before Death Grip, for instance, Death Grip itself, the song was not a single. Mm -hmm. We didn't put a lot of stock in that song, but it just kept getting more popular. And then during this cycle, we pushed when everything means nothing and that song in it doing well made me realize where i was like man i'd rather hit one home run than get a bunch of at-bats and fucking bun you know what i mean and that had to get me into a new mindset and that helped me a lot so going into this record I was really excited just to be with my friends and have fun. Thus, you get something more locked in my head where sure, like the ethos of the song is it sounds kind of down, but it's it's about me kind of like getting. Now to that It means nothing when I'm at this record cycle, I was I used to be locked in my head and now I'm feeling really positive and good about myself and what I can do so. It was it's it was a really interesting record all around I think for a fit for a king fan to digest but I hope that they found a lot of parts to love about it because we were su- we're super proud of it we really love this album
0: I think when people come back and like revisit it like I did they're gonna find more to like about it because a lot I'm sure a lot of people listening to it were like oh they sold out or whatever or fucking insert generic you know gatekeeper comment here type thing but fact of the matter is it, when you do come back and whether it's heavy or not, you're still going to, you're still going to be doing better than you were
1: before. Yeah. And even yeah. saying, saying doing heavy. And cause we're still not going to release new music for a while because we still want to go out and play on this stuff. But mm-hmm. just when we do the next record, there will be, we'll hit that mark again. I think that a couple people were missing on it. Well, you know, we're all new things. Um, but we like to listen to what everyone wants. We want to make everyone happy because if everyone's happy, they continue to like our band and we get to continue to live our life the yeah. way that we like to. So
3: mm-hmm.
1: again, very symbiotic relationship. So I give a shit what everyone thinks. And I, I truly do hear it and it affects me depending on how they feel. Um, so when they say like, yeah, you guys just didn't get necessarily as heavy in the same way as like a backbreaker or whatever. I get it, you know, cuz even at the end of um what's that one song? There's a one break like massive breakdown. <laughs> uh, it's not Vendetta. Maybe it is Vendetta? Yeah, it's Vendetta. And um it, but it's very short. It doesn't go as big as it could. We're even right there like listening to it now. I'm like a song shouldn't have ended yet like we should have gone like balls out like we took them out we dunked them in ink we put them on your hand that's a great like thing
0: to do live though like especially if it's (laughs) not something that people are expecting you like have it on record a certain way and then live you're just like okay we're gonna bring it back but slower
1: that would be pretty cool i think that's a good idea saying i'm just saying i I should write that down too yeah Um, i love breakdowns too see we're just we're just fucking shooting the shit here today we're just gonna listen you you need any ideas i need ideas you got
0: ideas just just make sure you specifically hit me up when i'm either behind this microphone or taking a shit because
1: that's where all my good ideas happen dude yeah i I think a lot on the toilet i like to think yeah the toilet all my best Um, things happen on the toilet that's pretty cool. I've definitely written some songs on the toilet. I think I write my best lyrics while I'm driving. That's terrible. How are you writing lyrics when you're driving? It's I need to only, know the cheat
0: code for this one.
1: It's only um, like one liners. Okay. I'll think of stuff that sparks the song. Oh, um. So I won't write like a whole unless I like. Okay. So here's the cheat code is. If you're actually like thinking of multiple lines and you don't want to lose it, use the voice recorder. Okay. And you just say it or sing the melody. So I'll like sing melodies or, you know, like just get these little tidbits while I drive, but I can get, man, like if it's snowing and it's the morning and I'm driving, my brain's just in this place and (laughs) it just feels right. I just think about things differently when I'm driving sometimes. It's a very relaxing place for me. Um, Yeah, I feel that. Especially
2: when it's like a nice summer day with the windows down, you're blaring music. Yeah,
1: It's just... Very affected by the season. It just hits different. 100 percent.
0: i don't know i think there's something nice about when it's winter and you get like a like a 30 or 40 degree day so it's technically kind of nice out for for winter standards so you actually (laughs) decide you're gonna roll down the windows and get a little bit sweaty try to scream your fucking heart out hope you piss off somebody in traffic there's something therapeutic about that
1: well and especially when you grow up in a place like upstate new york because if you don't on that one record and go drive around in the fall or when the wind the first snow falls coming yeah. down stuff like that like bitch, you what you know you don't know nothing like you oh, need no to do shit. that you need to go do that um,
0: i like to test my snow tires yeah to...
2: <laughs> my truck has no
0: snow tires so <laughs> i'm not gonna test it that even better more sliding um, it's a little bit more exciting okay <laughs> <laughs> considering you almost died i i think you know i can understand that
2: yeah no no, no.
1: <laughs> dying is bad
2: dying is bad
1: <laughs> dying is bad i'm good
2: i was thinking the exact same shit
0: <laughs> bro what even what is going on <laughs> i had to like hold myself back from doing it i was like mm, don't
1: do it <laughs> no i love that shit it's great Fucking cheesy. It's, okay. it's beautiful. I love it. I'm I'll add in it. my one more other voice that's real fun for everybody, real quick, because it really has to do with doing whatever you want. Oh, God. You can do anything you want in life just to be oh. a fucking bitch. <laughs> Keep it on. <laughs> 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 Still be you a bitch. Fingers. She was like sucking on my dick.
0: <laughs> so uh this is our new segment new music broadcast. oh my we just uh do Franz impressed impersonations
1: dude this is like just... the second or third <laughs> one i've done it on and eventually I... he's gonna see it and... hope he does
0: i hope he does soon. i hope he does i hope me to twitter and you get a couple of extra downloads on get tucked maybe people will like my band if they heal me if of- Pretend to be Franz. I mean, you could just create a fake beef with Franz, and then there you go. You got. I rice. mean, that's uh, yo honestly. Don't take don't... much with him.
1: Yeah, he's. He uh, seems like he, a pretty honestly, he dude. seems pretty nice. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> to be frank, he's. <laughs> he looks.
2: He seems pretty chill. But... That's the
1: thing. Is it's it's you know I just like I said earlier, when it comes. I think I started doing it more with my own podcast. You know, but um, I like to make fun of things that are funny to me and that are a little uncomfortable for people to hear yeah. and it makes them be like oh my god did he really just do that but fucking yeah. he went there. you know it, that's the thing is if also it's the same way that if Franz did respond and he was like yo this jackalope is making fun of me on the fucking <laughs> podcast or whatever like what a fucking herb but be like He's yeah, doing podcasting dude. and I got OnlyFans. Right. You know? yeah. 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 I mean I've seen his I've seen a couple videos from his OnlyFans because a friend of ours bought it and then was sending it around and like it's cool. Like <laughs> he looks like he's got a nice piece on him, you know what I'm saying? Like
2: shit. he's got the nice
0: lightning bolt on him. Yo. Um why isn't more people talking about that tattoo, man? That's what I want. Oh,
1: I haven't actually seen his ding dong. I saw it underneath a towel and he was like lifting it. Oh, like towel. he was. Oh, he was yeah. uh Did he tattoo his penis? Yeah, he did. Uh, He's got a lightning
2: thing. bolt. He's got a lightning. Oh no! Penis. It's like from oh, no. the base.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, like got like an inch long, like lightning bolt from the base going. I, I, I commend that because any tattoo on your dick is impressive.
1: It's impressive, but on like, well, I was gonna say it's unnecessary. But is it unnecessary? Because it's pretty badass. Yeah. I mean. I mean, for some I just reason- don't. Am I too soft to tattoo my dick? One hundred percent. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not even <laughs> trying to play like where I'm like, you yeah, know, fucking muscle shirt like I'm fucking hard. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to tattoo my dick. I don't really want to like tattoo my ribs because like that sounds like it hurts, oh, too. And like, God, honestly, with talk- being like ripped up, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just hard. You know what I'm saying? But I, mean- I might do it eventually because it will look cool.
0: Um, but I just don't do
1: don't do it. Yeah, I'm not don't gonna. Don't do it. I probably won't.
0: I probably won't either. But, um, but I'm
1: not. I'm definitely not gonna tattoo my penis.
2: I've well. Did you see his new tattoo? You want?
1: Oh, <laughs> can I tell you one more thing before it leaves my brain real quick? You want to know what is a really fun tattoo that I am gonna get though? Whoa. Okay. I'm gonna get a tattoo around my butthole that says "Push to Start." yeah buddy <laughs> uh, i'm point. still
2: i i don't care yeah exact, insert coin here
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see really this is bad jeff has to be here we haven't <laughs> talked about hardly anything productive and I mean, i'm talking about the new music podcast. getting my bubble yeah. tattooed
2: i mean i was thinking i i told my girlfriend this numerous times i'm like i'm getting the steve-o tattoo your name on my butt no matter what it's happening
0: is that a pickle hoe? Yeah. Yes
2: a piccolo hey in?
3: He
1: was I'm, gonna, in. I'm gonna I'm gonna your wife okay <laughs> that's I feel like that's something piccolo would say but I don't think I don't know if. Pic, I don't know if piccolo has a penis um that's a good I question be, I believe that um they were asexual Namekians or the, the people Mech- of
0: Nam- I'm not sure I love well, um, mispronouncing
1: I things. It.
2: Yeah. Have you seen Franz's new face tattoos?
1: No, sir, I have not.
2: It's uh, I think on the on the right side he's got a spider web to his ear. Oh. He's got this weird thing here, and for some reason he's got XOXO on his on the other side. And for my some... problem
0: isn't with XOXO, it's the font. My problem is with the font. Is yeah, it the like font is kind of weird. It's like
2: barbed wire XOXO. It's, I think that's cool. I mean when no, you it's hard, cool. Yeah, for some I, reason can, I really like it. I don't know why. I just I just really like it.
1: You know what's interesting is when it comes to all that kind of stuff, because um I don't have any job stoppers yet. I definitely wouldn't do my face. It's, it's not something for me. Um
2: I've contemplated getting but, my earlobes doing like, like how to uh, do the
1: dome interesting you know man when i started uh shaving my head that was the one thing my dad was like please dude don't tattoo your head (laughs) please dude for the love of god (laughs) uh. no and like i said the reality is you know i'm not really that hard dude like i'm not trying (laughs) to like look that tough like i'm i don't want to feel that kind of pain um so i'm not gonna do it on the sole fact that like it's gonna hurt um I don't know. I kind of. I'll do other tattoos. like cool shit, you know. But would I uh, like? Yeah, I'm not gonna do any of this stuff. And I, I'll. But if I get enough money, I'll do my hands. Yeah, they that's say where the face I tattoos would... are actually not that painful. Yeah, see, that's that not a about the pain. About I just like, man, I want to fucking. <laughs> Breakdowns are gonna stop someday, probably. They might. <laughs> and I might not have a really if feature decks doesn't take off, Fit for a King breaks up. I'm qualified for like Subway. So <laughs> I need to, you know, Yo. I gotta be thinking. And that is gonna be the coolest subway, though. It will be. I'll be a tremendous. I'll it's work at the subway good. that Franz owns. And <laughs>
3: <laughs> I yell, I'm dead
1: it's it's interesting because that's why I just always I wonder always just get tattoos at the point where if I put a suit on nobody would know like they'll just be like oh that's Jason Statham cool and I'll be like yeah and then but I take the suit off and they're like wow like when I'm at the gym right and I get that pump on and then the hoodie's on you know what I'm saying the hoodie's on and then the hoodie's off and then they're like Fuck, that dude looks so cool. Like, look (laughs) at his tattoos. He's awesome looking. He's jacked. He's got tattoos. He's edgy. I bet you like his relationship with his parents is skeptical. But the reality is that my (laughs) parents and I are best friends. I love them literally. They're really the nicest people ever, but that's they're so nice that that's why I don't have job stopper tattoos, because when they ask me to do something, I like do it. It's crazy you've done that any cuter with the shoulders up and everything, just like, I I'm going to do it. Dude, <laughs> legit, my dad was like, yeah, you can't have tattoos until you are out on your own fully. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so I got my, my first tattoo when I was like 25. I was like living with some friends and had a job. was out on my own, like finally doing shit independently, you know, at 25, mind you. So for everyone out there, you can eventually leave your parents' house too. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for my birthday i went and i got my my first tattoo because i just it's a respect thing you know they've been really my parents are the fucking shit they're really really cool they're really nice to me they have great taste in music they've backed my music 1000 percent since day one like let me have all my bands practice at the house like make noise whenever crazy you know just the coolest shit so i just try to do i like i like respect You know, and I I know I seem when I do these shows or when I'm on my show, like I said, my humor is humor. I don't mean any disrespect. You know, I think that that's an important thing because that's why you want to do something like feature decks or play music, because being on a tour, you have to have respect for a lot of people, everyone that's Mm. with you, with your crew, all the other bands, all that kind of shit. So it's a lot of fun. But um, it's always interesting being around new characters constantly you know so don't want to get in trouble
0: <laughs> well look Loki. i think that that uh having supportive parents is one of the biggest like i don't know i feel like all of the most successful people that i've looked up to have had successful parents like and i'm talking about specifically
1: in the music industry thank you um you know it's interesting i think that there's a lot of people have so much um pouring out of them because of difficult childhoods that it's they're harder to manage where i'm not even though i'm the probably the most emotion i am the most emotional member of fit for a king i'm not necessarily that difficult to manage right um so i didn't really have any trauma and when you see those people that did face trauma it i understand to some extent, or I can see why it would be so hard where they just never were scheduled. They never had, you know, yeah. Every day you come home from school and your mom gets you off the bus and you fucking sit and you do your homework and then you eat a snack and then you play two- to hand touch with your friends and you you're inside by seven thirty, you know, and all that kind of shit, you know what I mean? So
0: these days don't get that what you just described.
1: Yeah, they don't they don't don't do that that anymore. And I'm super blessed, man. Where like my mom got me off the bus every day and she liked me. She was nice to me. And my dad likes me and he was nice to me like my dad. I can't my parents in general. I can't think of one time that they hit me except for this one time when I shot my mom in the eye with a Nerf gun when she said not to because it was funny. It was stupid. You <laughs> it was Christmas. Story. Yeah, it was Christmas. And and all the kids. Young kids, they got Nerf guns, right? And then I was like, Timmy, that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. And I took it and I pointed it at something. My mom was like, you're going to show somebody's eye out. And I was like, yeah, this is literally a Christmas <laughs> story. And I shot her in the eye. And then she <laughs> just my mom's got a black belt so she can punch like a fucker. And she came and she hit me. Um, but it was cool because I also have a black belt, so I was like, yeah! And I kicked my mom's ass. I was like, "What you want, bitch?" Um, no, I'm. I, that did not happen. I would. I only called my mom a bitch once in my life, and my dad threatened to eat me. And I'm surprised I, that's not the time <laughs> that you got punched. You know what? My dad is really jacked um so he would have killed me so he didn't hit me at all as a kid yeah i mean he was <laughs> my dad you know even now like you know he benches like 300 pounds like he's like a fucking strong guy um yeah. so when i was in high school which is when this happened i believe i was a junior it was a, oh, that's when people get the because my, my mom made fun of me because i pole vaulted really poorly that day and and <clears throat> <laughs> and then my dad was like i'm gonna fucking beat your ass and then i was like well, please don't and then he didn't and now i'm here well, long I, story I short that, yeah
2: me. i have that relationship where with my grand, well with, with my mom's side mostly is mostly like oh you're a bitch but they'll come right back at you and say something like
0: yeah yeah and you got a tiny dick what? Yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> you gotta tell you get yeah, fuck you. Okay. Yeah.
1: Where I would die if an older woman said that to me. You know, I, I it's interesting. It, it, it was nice that you said that stuff, and I think it is very true that there are a lot of successful artists who have really um incredible parents and people that back them. But I think that that's also why I really love the tortured artist because I would love to help to provide some form of solace to them and some regularity and help them to to learn you don't want every lane staley to end up the way that they did or every kurt you know and all these people and sadly when someone is so brilliant sometimes it's very hard for them to coexist and um i am certainly not that person like i think i'm very good at working with individuals and like adjusting or putting together a team and having a strategy and I've tried to work with people like that in the past that are very tumultuous and difficult and it's awful as much as you want them to succeed they're terrible to deal with like like those crazy drama queen ones that just you never know when they're going to drop the hat and quit and whatever but then it's like well no I just wanted you to want me back and it's just like a really sick relationship um we've all had that one you know relationship in our lives yeah and it sucks when they're really good at screamo but um because you you know at the other end you're like man I could see how successful this could be but fuck you're awful um so it's just, you're terrible it, Yeah you're just terrible so that, You're just terrible to work with yeah. Oh fuck <laughs> Fuck yeah, your pain in the ass So yeah, I think having that Perspective or working with some people Like that allows you maybe the chance To try to be less difficult yourself um, Which is just my ultimate goal Is get as much done as I can Do as many things as I can While I'm here and while people Care about what we're doing I'm going to deliver as much as humanly possible. And I'm going to try to do it with a smile on and be nice to people and hope that I build some good relationships. And that's the cool part about featured X it's community. It's a bunch of really nice people who all want to be cool and work together and, um, be in these really nice, uh, cohabitating relationships because that's why hip hop is prolific. They constantly, mm-hmm. a song could have two or three, song yeah. people on it not even just one and they're constantly doing that every song has features unless you're Jay cole and you're the best um <laughs> and it's really interesting to see rock rock is slowly getting into that and slowly doing it but i think they're starting to realize that it's incredibly prevalent and needs to be used more mm-hmm. and hopefully they will continue to adapt and so far it's working
2: as much as the as much as uh, the rappers are shitty they're still featured <laughs> you know
1: much- yeah it's interesting I mean you know I only like specific s- sex of rap where it wasn't something I was super into when I was younger where I only really liked the really New York shit like uh Nas mm-hmm. or right. um, Wu-Tang and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um that's why I reference like Jay Cole because when he doesn't really ever have features on his songs, but also I just really like him. Um but yeah, hip hop is very interesting these days because it is I I listen to interviews with some of these people and they're just trying to make as many songs as possible so that way one song takes off. And honestly, it's kind of brilliant because it's really important to build a catalog a catalog is worth something, especially mm-hmm. if you can generate
3: yeah.
1: um, social proof people coming back to your, yeah, to your stuff. So why release every 18 months to, you know, two and a half years or whatever, why you don't have to, you can put out records more often. If you wanted to you could do it. You could put out a song a month every month, For the rest of your life, if you wanted to, you could do five songs. You could do whatever you want. And that's the ability these days. So we just want to see more people working together, singing on each other's stuff. Because one primary example I use is Fit for a King and We Came as Romans did a collaboration where Ryan sang a We Car song and Dave sang a Fit song. And when you look at the comments, there's comments that say, who's Ryan Kirby? Who's Dave Stevens? So if there are people who are fans of We Came as Romans, but they don't know who a King is, and there's people that are fans of a King, but they don't know who Dave's, who We Came as Romans is, First of that's all, a shocker. problem. It's a shocker, and yeah. it's yeah. a problem. You have to fix that problem. They need to know every band. And if they don't know my band, that's a problem. <laughs> so, you know, I want to solve that. I want more people to do more collaborations, in order for their bands to continue to expand and become more popular, because there will always be, you know, there will always be another We Came As Romans fan that could be a fit for a king fan. There will mm-hmm. always be another Beartooth fan that could be a fit for a king fan. Oh, there will always be another Crystal Lake fan that could be a fit for a oh, king. king. Because I guarantee you there's a fuck ton of people in Japan that don't know what fit for a king is. Well, they're about so to live if- today yeah exactly <laughs> um, so it's one of those things that we just want to see people continue to utilize it to the best of their ability and um, just be focused on the grand scheme there's the world is so big and you can reach everyone if you attempt so
0: put them ads out there man
1: yeah hi go to fit fit your dead hi hi. <laughs> Hi, right, go to FeatureDex.com and order a feature with your favorite fucking singer, you stupid fuck. Why don't you do it now? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it.
0: Do it. I hope you know I'm clipping that. Do you, you <laughs> want to watch me do
1: it? Clip? Low-key, yes. I've, I'm clipped. <laughs> you guys? Um,
0: TikTok, here we come. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I, yo, I legitimately thought i was just frozen because i've been, I've I, been no, I saw nine, that nine. fear
2: i saw that fear in your yeah. face <laughs> You're like, oh no oh
0: shit have we run out of shit to talk about impossible fucking impossible talk, i was in a band
1: called them, uh, i i was in a band called imposterous in high school hippopotamus rhinoceros that's imposterous
2: That's preposterous.
1: Um, what did I have for breakfast? I
3: didn't
2: have a damn thing.
1: I, yeah, I I had a protein shake and I had a a piece of toast with peanut butter on it.
0: I'm already jealous. I don't eat breakfast.
1: That's all. I I don't. I just chug energy
0: drinks and expect them to work. What?
1: I don't. I guess I don't eat breakfast at a normal time. I, I'm. My day is. I wake up, I take my fiance to work, I go to the gym, I pick things up, I put them down, I drink a protein shake, I leave the gym, I come here, I'm at this desk, I work here for like a while until I'm like starving. And then I eat something, generally around like three or four. And then I go to the grocery store, get stuff for dinner, go get my hoe, come back, cook dinner, (laughs) And Yeah, I looked at her She's looking at me It's nice It's nice in the way we look at each other Yeah, and then we eat dinner And that's it That's my day
0: I bet you're binging at least something
1: Oh, I eat it Yeah, at night It's uh, cereal, candy, Oreos (laughs) You
0: strike me as a peanut butter guy
1: I do like peanut butter a lot, but at night, I just go straight to chocolate. Like, I need I it. That. Like, I'll go. And that's the other problem about living in, like, Brooklyn, because there's a store right outside my door. Yep. I don't <laughs> has that problem? There's a Stewart's right across the street. I have a wow. Stewart's and a oh, Combi's Stewart's? and a pizza shop. Wow, Stewart's. <laughs> I would fuck that place up regularly with all that ice cream they and They know me and, and my shit.
2: girlfriend by heart.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I would. I would get shakes and constantly. cumbies. They
2: know me too, so it's like.
1: Yeah, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty hungry right now.
0: I'm getting there. <laughs> I, just I had a dump. This beer will help. It See, go away. sometimes the beer helps. Are you drinking a helps. Jenny?
1: Are you drinking a Jenny? I am drinking a Jenny. Wow! No, I'm that's drinking... some fucking Germantown shit right there. I'm drinking. I love it. A harpoon. A harpoon. Oh, that's nice. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you gotta I'll try it. You got a nice beer. Um yeah, the I've jenny's been... man. That's what my my mom's side of the family all drinks. Um, I will never
2: get never drink a Guinness ever
1: again. No. I, a Guinness? I'm
3: gonna just <laughs> <laughs> bless, bless you. your soul. Ah!
0: You fucking sinner.
1: And you like watching me sneeze, you can pay two dollars a month and watch me sneeze on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, that's hot.
0: Yeah. It's probably a thing too. It's probably a thing. It is. I mean, at this point, what isn't a thing? That's true. I've been I've been
2: definitely drinking more IPAs lately, like crazy. I've been trying like different beers. Like literally, I've almost tried every beer at Stewart's.
1: That's sick. Yeah, I don't really drink very much. If I do, I drink like ciders and salsas and shit because she's uh, gluten free, but like the real kind. The real kind. Sick. I like how the you actually kind. put that in there. <laughs> yeah. The actual yeah, not, real It's not fruit. just for fun. We don't do it as a bad, but it's actually pretty <laughs> beneficial to eat a ton of pasta or bread or whatever, even though I'm going to eat a sandwich after this, like a big Italian <laughs> in the club. It's going to be great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, before we let you go
0: and and eat your sub or sandwich or, how I'm here, also I gonna have gonna soup because that makes it healthy.
1: Oh,
2: I had a and soup sandwich. too. It was nice. Soup oh, is soup good for so you. Good.
1: It warms your butt.
2: I'm not a big soup guy. But <laughs> soup, was fantastic.
1: Soup and poop rhyme. <clears throat> spoop. Spoop. <laughs> when you eat a lot of soup and then you poop, it's spoop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Di- <is> Di- <laughs> Di-
2: I didn't realize <laughs> watch it like a salt core porn.
1: my <laughs> Oh my god! This is Jeff is never not coming with me, man. Because once he sees this, he's gonna be like, "What the fuck did <laughs> you do, guy?" I was like, "I don't even know." I forgot.
0: He's just going to find out tomorrow because this shit's going viral. I hate it to tell is. you. I fucking hate to tell you.
1: And... See, I, I've been, hey, you want to you tell me about viral? How about this fake-ass coronavirus? Oh, I ain't God. even fucking seen it. Tell me what, 11 months? I ain't sick. I ain't got no <laughs> vaccine because I ain't gotten sick. So what, what, it's all fake
0: news. I don't know anybody that's died from COVID uh i
1: my sister had a friend that died or like a, a friend of a friend that died um but my grandma got it and she was actually all right but then another family member got it they did have to go to the hospital because they weren't breathing good but they're alive i think some Truly people, people kyle get had sick it. kyle is I the coronavirus. Have it. kyle is I'm the coronavirus sure.
0: i am i probably am you have no idea God damn it. I always said I'm not gonna die
1: by a cheap ear. I won't Kyle came over here from New Jersey and brought the coronavirus. <laughs> Literally. That's where it actually started was in New Jersey. The coronavirus. It came out of Snooky's butthole. The truth is strange. Radar starts Friday. She's from our area too. Did you know that? <laughs> yes, I did. I believe that. Yeah, same, from with, um, same with
2: Larry the cable guy, actually. Really? I didn't know that. That he I didn't at, know. He actually grew up in Greenwich, which he is fuck out. down the road. Yeah, I swear to God. He sounds Southern,
0: though. Yeah, well. i <laughs>
1: well, if have been upstate New
0: York, and yeah. you kind of understand we are pretty Southern.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I drive to my parents' house, I see some suspect shit. Yes. Um, not at their oh, yeah. house, but, you know, people. Like, <laughs> my parents And
0: low-key at their house, but
2: we're not saying nothing. <laughs>
0: like, I ain't going to name names, but I do have a grandpa-uncle.
1: Oh, that's cool. As shit. If you want
0: to talk about southern f- shit? I mean, is that like a porno thing? No, that's cool. like
1: grandpa, uncle. Oh,
2: fuck. Yeah, so he's
1: your he, grandpa, uh... and he's your kind of yeah.
0: Well, he's like a step grandpa. He he had a kid with does um, he have a my and then he
1: um got together with my grandma. That's cool.
2: Oh,
3: step-bro
1: so from a from great aunt to grandma i don't know Does, he's not technically that's my
0: cool. you know grandpa uncle but my uncle rich is so torn he has oh shit i i name dropped him fuck i'm gonna have to throw censorship over that oh that's uh, pretty dude. cool yeah oh do you not talk uh, about
1: your family openly on the air and then tell everyone all
0: their secrets i i uh, not secrets, but I do talk about some sexy stuff on this show.
1: Yeah, you should see. That's the thing. Like, what I like to do is, man, I'm gonna talk some shit about my family right now. Tell you what. I mean, I, I, I do I talk about
2: my dead father. What? So, oh, that's pretty
1: cool. That's edgy. <laughs> well,
2: well, well, well. The worst part is like we we did an interview with oh Andrew Patterson, which I love that man to death. He's amazing, and he died probably like two months before that interview yeah
0: yeah before that interview i don't know and he's just yeah. making dead dad jokes like and i'm just yeah like not the and, I,
2: and i made it i made one at my girlfriend's party at one point and he died probably like 3 or 4 weeks beforehand
1: yeah generally people are just gonna feel bad for you bro yeah <laughs> yeah you make when you make, yeah, when you make yeah. dead dad jokes people are just gonna be like dude that sucks so your dad's dead. now i'm thinking about my you know i don't even want to say that it was you know, so. it was like uh, yeah
2: it was um i think the joke was uh because their dads are terrible people um she was like oh well well right now whatever he's like oh well she he did this and this and i was like yeah i don't have to worry about it my dad's dead and my girlfriend, like, looked at me. <laughs> she was like, Kyle, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> See, I like the timing of that, though. I like the dark drop on somebody. I think that's necessary sometimes.
0: It's a good way to test somebody's character. Exactly. They don't immediately come back with, are you good, bro? Then you know that they're not real. They're not a real one. Are you good? Oh, yeah. No. They're not a real one. <laughs> posey, posey, posy. Panty ass poser bitch. And Mike Posner.
1: <laughs> what? That singer. <laughs> He's got that one song. Hold on, let me find it. I, I always do that. I have developed the new earwax.
0: I see that. Huh? Yeah. I'm also. It's pretty i have also do it
2: uh, unironically. You know that savage. I'm a savage. Bougie, ratchet, whatever. I sure. usually. Used- Completely different from
1: TikTok. And copyright.
0: I hate to yeah, tell copyright. you, copyright. You'll get in trouble for that. That was, was, that was our mid-roll mosh. I hope you guys got enough <laughs> of that.
2: Word from our sponsors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Are you having a hard time shaving your nether region?
2: Of course,
0: <laughs> manscape. I low key
2: want to get sponsored by those guys. No, yeah, of don't. course, I do. I, I don't,
0: don't think it. I can add to the already beautiful
1: humor that other creators have done to it. No, I wax. Well, that my is stuff. true. That's my that only turn. Yeah, yeah, I don't need that because I wax that shit. You know, it's like all hairy oh. up, like here but then uh, like you get to it bro. and it's like I've never had a waxing
2: wax. before so I can't say no. anything no oh, yeah
1: no I wax that I bleach no. my butt I do all sorts of crazy I no. mean
2: I can see the bleaching of the butt so
0: wax your butt that's fine if you tell me you're waxing you're nuts
1: oh yeah
0: and you're gonna talk about you don't have the pain tolerance to get like a face tattoo or a head tattoo or something oh, like know. bro
2: <laughs> I'm badass but not that badass <laughs>
1: yeah. I just want, you know, I want my um... Welcome to I the salty my... spittoon, how tough
0: Yeah, I was just thinking that <laughs> <laughs> I wish my balls
1: at Yeah, it's just, and the thing is I don't even hold them tight, like I'll pull So like it really, you see them stretch <laughs> out And then it just rips out And sometimes there's blood and whatever But it's fine Like, you know, it's something. so um. I feel sometimes like, it's like I deserve it, string. you know
0: so we have uh really dived deep into oh Tuck's uh, masochism. Yeah, I guess
1: it's been like an hour and a half of me being like weird as shit.
0: No, dude, it's been fucking great. I love it. <laughs> Thanks.
1: I had a good time. I Is that, had, um... I had a I had a good I had a good time.
0: <laughs> do, do you put a maxi pad down there did afterwards? You, did you, That's what did I would you, do.
1: Did you guys have a good time on the show today?
0: I'm not even alive. I'm obviously in heaven right now. Actually. Oh yeah.
1: <clears throat> Sweet yeah. I <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you know then, what? You tell you tell her, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> dropped <laughs> off at the thirty-five yard line. <laughs> i tell you what they just entered the red zone bill but it looks like they're gonna get a safety that kicker really has got the stuff
0: what kind of stuff it kicks (laughs) there are moments you laugh at things that you feel like you shouldn't have laughed at that was one of them Oh, yeah. man. Tuck, I I'm. I wanted to ask you about the live stream show that you guys did a while okay. back. That was... that. I, I wish I had gotten a chance to check it out. First of all, how did you guys make it happen?
1: So, we went to the Masquerade in Atlanta and did all of the <laughs> filming for that while simultaneously doing shots for some of the other music videos that we did. Mm-hmm. But the way that it worked essentially was... <clears throat> We played the set through in full three times while like doing full performance. And then we um, played the set in full, just me, Daniel and Bob just playing the parts together and just kind of Daniel actually mixed the entire thing, Um, which I think the songs from Death Grip sounds sick. The it's interesting hearing them through his mix and stuff. There's it's he did a really, really great job. Um, but it was just a mixture of getting like the quality takes, putting them together, and a bunch of different angles because I think we had like four cameras going, Mm -hmm. um, and brought in all those LED screens and that kind of shit. And it was an absolute blast. It was a pain in the butt to do. Uh, it was a very long day. But it was very fun. Um, but they're just kind of expensive to pull off, man, to be honest. Where, like, you, you know, obviously you, you make some good money doing it, which is great, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of effort that goes into it. Like, it was a lot. So it's not the easiest thing to just do on a whim, uh, like some of us would want to. And that's why you only see a band do a special event of three records in a row or like under oath or the starting line um, or like the wonder years, the one that they did, stuff like that, where it's we're going to set up for an event. We're going to do this one or two days or whatever, where I think maybe if we did it now or did it again, maybe we would do it a little differently where we could uh, get a little more juice from the squeeze, you know what I mean? Right. Um, um, but it was <laughs> it was fun as fuck though.
0: There were some, like, the ones that I've heard about, and I, I honestly, I haven't paid for a single fucking one of them. I'm going to yeah, be completely honest. It's just, it's just not my bread and butter. It's, there's not, I don't think I could really get into it, but I do think yeah. that it is the future. I do think that in the future, you're going to see a lot of bands that, like, once touring comes back, I think you're going to see a lot of bands doing both. We're going to make it I mean... kind of like a special thing where you kind of can check out the uh, live performance. Like, let's just say, you know, we're in... Uh, austin texas but you live in upstate new york and you want to come you know check it out you can do so just check out that twitch stream absolutely. or whatever i i just yeah i think can see that... that yeah
1: i think it'll happen more I especially like you. yeah especially um,
2: nowadays yeah absolutely
0: but,
1: i think, think touring is gonna go ham for a minute you know oh, yeah. as much as oh, there yeah. are people and that's the thing is as much as there are people that are posting on twitter like if shows come back in september that That's fucking stupid. You're outnumbered at this point, and
2: yeah.
1: you're also uh, probably have about the same knowledge when it comes to the uh, health standards of the United States as I do, which I failed yeah. two sciences in high school and had to retake the regencies. So no I'm idea. just saying I'm not <laughs> a specialist here. Uh, so. Yeah. I think that touring is going to be really big. I think people are going to find cool ways to do the live events still um, if and when they want to. I definitely think it's going to be a part of the future. And at least now, if this was to happen again, we experienced it. We got through it this time and hopefully we could get through it again Uh, if this goes on for another year or two a lot of bands aren't going to exist that's for sure you know i unfortunately think it's going to be a lot
2: longer than we think unfortunately but
1: well what the fuck do you know kyle i don't know okay i'm exactly putting in my two cents okay i just know that there's a lot of stuff that's being announced for september we have a lot of people feeling confident about it and it's really all up to the vaccines um, yeah i don't That's know if it thing. i don't i think as long as a certain amount of people within the united states are vaccinated then you won't have the like oh you have to take you know show your vaccination to Ticketmaster yeah, yeah, yeah. and all this kind of shit so at least you know behind the scenes as we're all discussing what's the best way to actually make this feasible and possible i don't know man. flaming lips did a good job up. dude the, the fucking, fucking bubbles, bubble bro fucking bubbles. Pop that bubble.
0: Pop Pop
2: that
1: that bubble. bubble. I love it. So we'll see what happens, man. I mean, you know, it's just getting hard. I mean, 11 months without work is difficult. And by the time that we go back to work, it will be, you know, another six, seven months from now. And that's if we are able to come back in September. But um, when you have some cities like New York City, for instance, who's saying that outdoor ticketed events are going to start in March and April. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yikes. It's yikes, but it's also not yikes. Yeah, like it's just if you if you if people in the world want music to stay a thing, want entertainment to stay a thing, eventually it's going to have to happen. And if you don't want to go, don't go. Mm -hmm. And if you're scared, be scared. Don't fucking come. That's fine. You have that choice. But you also don't necessarily have the choice to take away my career for the rest of my life because, like, your grandma's going to get sick if you go to my show and you get it and then you give it to your grandma. Well, then fuck you. Don't come. Don't go see your grandma either. Um, I don't care, though, at this point. I'll be honest. Watch the live stream. So the live streams were really fun and people will do it, but I think we're all just itching like crazy and it's just difficult when it is your whole livelihood. It's not just fun and games. It's like, oh no, like, you know, constant thought of like, all right, how much longer I got before I'm dead broke and whatever. There are a
0: lot of like smaller bands (laughs) that are still putting on shows. And like,
1: I'm so conflicted about that. My feeling on it is this. I don't think it's a good idea because say if, we knew about it, my feeling is if the rest of us can't do it, you shouldn't do it. Very true. And if I, for instance, if there was a band that I liked and they were doing shows right now, I might feel differently about them because I want them to understand how much this has affected my life and to respect it if they respect what we do. But There's always, you know, some people that have to test the waters, right? And have to be the traps and the fucking smash mouths and go out and play stuff when no one else is supposed to play. And mind you, in other genres of music, there are some places that never really stopped doing shows. There's, a, you know, our little scene is very, very woke. But in other genres, there have been concerts going on. And Mm -hmm. you also don't see people react the same. okay? so if you see a video where it's Ja Rule playing at a private party and Tory Lanez is singing the lyrics with him and all these people are around each other without masks on. If I look through the comments, the comments don't look like when the scene stuff happens.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's primarily the uh, wokeness of our scene that perpetuates people um, having that that type of commentary about the pandemic where there are so many groups of people. And that's why the numbers are still the way they are, is because the reality is most people don't give a shit. You're the you guys are the few and far between. You know, where I live is the few and far between. Everybody wears the mask. Everybody does their thing because we're in New York City because everybody shamed us when it first happened. But. A lot of places don't give a fuck. And months ago, when we filmed that live stream, it was in Atlanta. And because of everything that was going on, I was like, "Well, I can't fly. I got to drive." So I drove from New York City to Atlanta. And as you drive down the coast, it was just like this. Yeah, they just didn't give a fuck. And it is what it is. At I've this noticed, point. especially My, where you know, I live.
2: Yeah, that I've noticed that a lot of people are not wearing either.
1: Yeah, it's like. My my point is, I guess, to sum it all up, if no one's going to care, we're a year into this and numbers are still bad. No one. We don't have a fix except for letting us have the vaccine. Get all the vaccines, get it out and let me go do my job, at least because no one else is doing their job. They're not doing their job in the government. They're not doing their job at keeping people safe. They're not doing job at handing out regulations in New York. They're not doing a good job anywhere. So at least just let me do the one thing that I love. So I don't want to fucking blow my brains out. Like it just gets to a point where when you watch everyone else, essentially like so I can go to a Walmart. And I can be around hundreds of people crammed together. Yep. But I can't do my job. Yep. I can go to a mall. I can't do my job. I can go do a lot of fucking shit, but I can't do my job. And eventually it makes me very angry. And that makes me want to Hulk smash everybody. Because um, it's not even like I have a job I hate. I have the fucking coolest job in the whole world. Playing breakdowns and jumping around like an asshole while smashing beers and pretending you're Stone Cold oh Steve Austin. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <That was sick. laughs> you know, Please tell so. me you have that on your resume just like that. I should. I should write in because that is who I want to be. Knee braces and all. Yes. Fuck so, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it's an interesting... I think you guys are very well could be right. Maybe it won't happen in September, but... It's proving to get pretty difficult over here for a lot of us. And it's not just finances. Because that's the other thing. It's just how many times are we going to do merch drops or do this or yeah. mm-hmm. all this kind of shit, man? Like, we're not just merch stores. We're artists. We're bands. We're performers. We're entertainers. We need to be able to do that. Otherwise, it's, our, it's something that we feel in our soul that is just so damning and heavy and eh, I wouldn't stay on this planet I'd fucking go do some fucking uh, Scientology shit or something, we'll meet Lord (laughs) Xenu drumming a volcano or something Will Smith-ass shit
0: oh my god I really hope there's nobody from our scene that's in Scientology
1: if they are, there's actually, I know of someone who is well, I'm not going to say it on the air because I actually like them. Do I think they're fucking stupid? Third. But now Scientology is more of like a social hierarchy than it is. I think that they all believe that Lord Zenu threw a bunch of fucking idiots into a volcano creating body thetans, And then <laughs> we all have to release our body thetans. I don't really think that that's the case. I think that they all just like to uh, give away their money to a stupid church the way that everybody else does.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: I think all, right. all of them are the, the community, same, unity, man. That's all it is. As well as long as you give everything that you make to the church, you're gonna, your soul, you're gonna go, you're gonna go to heaven because you have no money. Where else would you go? <laughs> Catholicism. Um,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I like God. I go to church. I can say things like this. I'll pray about it, I'll be fine. <laughs> Don't take me to <laughs>
0: church. Don't take me It's to awesome. Church.
1: That's like somebody take saying that now give my lap. There light. you go. I can't promise I won't repurpose that. You can do whatever you want with this episode, because I've said at least four clippable things way more than that but <laughs> moving <least>. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on
0: oh, oh man i don't have any other questions I just how? you have Did to you? make
1: one clip where at least i'm just saying jeff this is what happens when you're not here yeah
0: that's this how i'm is... gonna end it
1: yeah <laughs> end
2: it. jeff this is what happens when i don't have
0: all right great
1: I could eat my. Did you ever find cell, out what's so.
0: going on with him? Is he just sleeping or something?
1: I don't know. You know, if I recall correctly, I thought he did have a date actually that I forgot about. Hey, but, I mean, um, there's really of important shit out there. Technically, it's on Tyler. Um, I blame Tyler Uh-oh. because that's the cool thing. Is like you don't <laughs> have to blame your friends. Like you can blame your other friends. <laughs> yeah. So I can
2: blame my friends I don't hang out with. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. God damn
0: it. See, that was me blaming friends I don't hang out with there you God. go yeah
1: okay. God anyway. <laughs> period damn it by Brian Griffin
2: fuck <laughs> damn it yeah
1: alright boys it was it's a been pleasure. it's yes. been very fun I. I absolutely um, just let me know when it's going up and if you need anything from me you got it
0: man you got got it it. and uh with that said get fucked get Get fucked fucked
1: with your ex-girlfriend yeah she's (laughs) featured she's a featured ex-girlfriend on Pornhub
2: get fucked